Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Want to learn a new language? And who doesn't? Well, experience immersive lessons from the most trusted language app, Rosetta Stone. You know you keep telling yourself you want to learn a new language. The true accent feature even gives feedback on your pronunciation so you can speak the language like a native. Find lessons as short as 10 minutes, making it easy for you to learn anytime, anywhere. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nuts. And this is Playing With With Science. Science. Today we have to drive ourselves, bring our own chips, and I will get my own tea, which will be splendid. Uh, Ah, yes, uh, we will be accountable for our own scores and things could get a little rough. Yeah, but never fear. Ogilvy is here in the shape of Jeff Ogilvy, a golfer who is, in his time, ranked number four in the world and owner of not one, not two, not three... Yes, three world <laughs> championships. <laughs> and lest we forget today's smooth operator, who is all back of the golf buggy with his feet up, it's, of course, our very own Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, let's get straight to it, shall we? Up on the first tee, Jeff Ogilvy, a man who won the US Open in 2006. Jeff, welcome to Playing With Science. Thank you. Thank it's, you. Yeah. And we also have with us... Oh, don't we? Yes. Uh, the man himself, the myth, the legend. I have just decided have you? to start calling him Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket <laughs> Man is here with us. And, and it's none other than our very own... Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson! What's up? I need a haircut if I'm going to be Rocket Man. I need a new, a new do. You need extensions need and all thing. sorts of work for that. But anyway. Well, just a quick thing. You said not one, but two, but three. Yeah. Um, there are certain uh, tribes in the world where that do not count anything beyond three. Mm-hmm. So it's just one, two, three, and then many. Right. Yeah, there's just no, they don't care. It's quite sensible. Isn't it? So yeah, yeah, you know what? Four that or fifty or hundred is just more than uh, what more than I care about. Yeah, right. more than I can get in my hand. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that so would work with golf. Three is good in golf. Right? It's good in golf. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we might move there. Yeah, and by the way, that means you have to win just one more championship, Jeff, and then it'll just be many, many, <laughs> many. Yeah, right. 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 just like how many <laughs> champions do you have? Many, <laughs> many. Right. Okay, so you're here in New York, and I'm thinking because you got lovely cap and a and a sweater on that it's all about the president. Cup, so let us know exactly what's going on. What is the President's Cup? Yes, seriously, because some of our listeners are just sports fans, but they're maybe just discovering golf. So, and, what and is and it? President of what? 
Is this, <laughs> who's President's Cup is this? I'm the president of golf. <laughs> That's right. Okay, sorry. Well, I guess if you've been on this planet for a while, I guess you probably have heard of something called the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. Which is yes. basically the European tour versus the US tour mm-hmm. in golf. Yeah. Um, kind of a bragging rights kind of thing. It's been going on for a really long, long time, time. And that's become a really, really big event. Um, but the, that's owned by the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, which is really kind of the powerful organization, which kind of runs the tour on a regular basis, kind of wanted to get in on the mix. So they created their own thing called the President's Cup, which is the US team versus everyone else in the world except for Europe, which is quite a lot of good golfers. Yeah. You know, generally, there's four or five of the top 10 in the world of this out of that sort of area of the world. So okay. Tour created this event, I think, in the early 90s. Um, I, this is about nine or ten now. It's every two years, every other Ryder Cup year. So it's um, this year at Liberty National, which is staring at the Statue of Liberty and yes. the skyline of New York. Oh, and oh, happens wow. to be the very best golf club in the world outside of any other golf club I own. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's, um, <laughs> that was well done, Jeff. We're, we're staying. Uh, Good man, this guy. He knows what he's doing. We're staying down um, kind of Wall Street Way and we Battery Park. We get the ferry every day. Yeah, and um, beautiful. If anyone uh, ever wants to see professional golfers actually get truly passionate, go to a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup because it means a lot more when you're playing for Who's going to win? One word answer. Internationals. <laughs> there you go. Wait, wait, Jeff and, and, and which president does it refer to? All of the above. Right. The presidents. The minis. Of uh, every uh, 40, president that's ever been. 45 of them. 45 of them. Oh, of the, oh it's an American President's Cup. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm All right. That's cool. No, that's well, that's they had that to have up. a name and it was a good name. The okay. presidents didn't have one, so they now they've got one. Okay. Has there been one thing in your career as a professional that you've gone, that really changed the game? And it's kind of like the science, the technology that really thought that's really elevated it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, there might not be a sport that's had the – kind of money thrown at R&D that golf has. Uh-huh. Uh, equipment, biomechanics and physiology, psychology, turf management. I mean, it's it's an amazing sport for the science and the research side of things. But the technology with the ball and the driver, mm. the equipment especially, has been – it's it's a completely different sport we're playing now than it was, say, 20 years ago. Wow. Wait, wait. But there are many sports where you introduce a new technology and everyone says, ooh, can't do that. That's not traditional. we got to go back to the way it used to. Is golf just completely open to whatever will improve the game from one year to the next? I or is there some tribunal that is saying, no, 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 no? It's interesting. I mean, there are ruling bodies that seem to be the tribunal and they kind of control the show like they do in the world, you know, big brother up there. But uh, there's a debate, I guess. I mean – Golf was the same for a really long time on really old school golf courses. Mm. Played with woods and yeah. kind of almost handmade stuff. And yeah. All of Isn't that why they're called woods? Well, they were wooden they originally. Were wood. That's what I'm saying, yeah. right? So, so that's not some stretch of vocabulary. No, no it was actually a literal uh, description. Yeah. Um, and it just, I guess the commercial, it's such a popular game, the commercial uh, kind of realization of we could sell a lot of these golf clubs if we make them go further and make them easier to hit. So, right. Um, it's been a massive – the progress since kind of mid-1980s has yeah. been huge. Mm-hmm. What's taken it further, the ball or the clubs, in terms of the technology and the advancement? And, and with that follow-up, I know you have a favorite ball, and I want to know why. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, really, it's a combination, probably more than anything, right. um, because they've mastered combining balls and drivers with golfers. They kind of match the whole thing. I mean, there's a few okay. things that go oh, into – Okay. 
I guess, you, you tell me custom drivers and custom ball, depending well, on how very, you swing? very, very adjustable with lots of variables. So you can get different heads, different loft, different shaft, different weight, different grip. Different language. He's, he's speaking in tongues now. <laughs> and you can change <laughs> it all. The syllables really. coming out of his mouth. Yeah, See, the yeah. thing is, if you're, a, if you're a guy can really hit the ball a long way as a, on, a, on a drive, you're going to have a, a particular type of club and go with a particular type of setup on the ball because the, well, you're, for a layman, you're thinking the ball is dimpled. Yes, we understand that. And they're all the same, but they're not, are they? They come in a various set, set patterns. They do. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I guess the better you are, the more difference the ball makes. Oh, now that makes sense because so if you suck, it does not make a difference how dimpled or what pattern of dimple the ball has because you suck. But <laughs> if you are highly proficient, those small changes to the physicality of the ball can actually become a measurable difference in your game. Incredible. Visible difference. Visible right? difference. Yeah, incredible. That's um, amazing. So I guess there's two – there's a few things that make a ball go far and straight okay. and it's – uh Speed. Talent. Yeah. <laughs> Talent. Thank you, Doctor. Talent yeah. I probably got that one. Right. Just come to me when you need when you need this. <laughs> Go ahead. You, Go. You, the club head speed. The speed the club head is moving. Yes. Right. Um where the club the ball hits on the face. If it hits in the, right. in the sweet spot or like a weaker spot, right. which can affect line and spin and speed and our drag on the ball in the air, I right. guess. So um, before we go any further, yeah. since we have world-renowned astrophysicist Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson sitting here, can you please break down, just so that those listening can know, uh, what the effect of dimpling a ball will have, uh, why does it make the ball go farther, and if you change the pattern of the dimple, what would that do? Well, all I know is that I, I think you should get NASA on this. <laughs> so they can, you're talking about new technology. They get a ball that has little rockets in it, and then it can go like five miles. You've been around Chuck too long. <laughs> I still think there's improvements uh, awaiting. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, from reading the history of golf, the golf balls used to be just perfect little spheres like That's any right. other ball we play yeah. with. And people discovered just, just, accidentally really that that highly used balls that were all dinged and nicked yep. were traveling farther right. than perfectly new balls that had no blemishes on them at all no no nicks and dings and so they decide to exploit this fact and figure out what kind of nicks and dings mm. would make it go farthest and it, it turns out that the aerodynamics around a perfectly smooth ball the air sort of hugs the surface of the ball and when it comes to the back creates a partial vacuum and puts drag so on the ball drag. yeah so it's, it's just aerodynamic drag right. but if you put dimples on it it breaks up right on the surface of the ball it breaks that up so that by the time the and it's a rotating ball mm -hmm. so by the time the air gets to the back it's not it doesn't create the same vacuum that it would if the ball were smooth now the opposite effect is true if the ball is not spinning, but you're not, that's not, that never happens in right. the sport. So the ball is not spinning. If you had a, a ball that looked like, you know, those cone heads that they used to wear in the bicycle races? Yes. yes. You know, yeah, the yeah. aerodynamic thing. Right. If you did that, then you control that flow of air all the way to the back without any kind of uh, drag at all. But that's not how it, it's a round ball. Right, it's it's a not a conehead ball. ball. Yeah. Right. So, Which, by the way, <laughs> my favorite Saturday Night Live sketch, conehead ball. Um, <laughs> since we're sitting here in NBC studio, I just figured I'd bring that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Nice, 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 nice touch there. That's all I can tell you about the ball. Now, if you're going to have patterns 
of dimples on balls Which that have do, a yeah. more subtle effect than what I'm describing, then that's beyond my physics 101. Cool. So the dimple actually acts Don't say like, it's cool that I just said I'm ignorant on something. <laughs> no, no. It's cool what you just said. Okay. And by the way, it is cool that you're ignorant on something because I've known you long enough to know that that's a cool thing. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jeff, when you talk about, so Gary said there are patterns, right, Gary? Yeah, so the, the, the size of the dimple varies. It's not, a, it's not a standardized pattern around the ball and the, the patterns on the, on the dimples and such. No, it's generally... From what I understand, it's somewhere around 400 dimples. Okay. Somewhere around. They used to sell them with like 392 or 384, uh, like the, uh, the amount of dimples on the ball. And they right. vary in size from what I – I mean, you look at it, they all look the same. Yes. But they're in little patterns of triangles and big ones and small ones and different depth mm -hmm. dimples. Yeah. Some of the balls dimples are different really sizes ones. even on the same ball. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they have different sizes in diameter and different sizes in depth. The wow. guys have been thinking. The guys have been Whoa. thinking. See? And like you said, that, a lot of research. that probably only makes a difference to somebody who is on a level of play. You, you know, they're unbelievable. I have to say, I mean, anyone who's played golf would understand that a ball can curve to the left and be a hook or curve to the yes, right and be right, a slice, slice or yeah. a right-hander. The dimple patterns they're managing to create these days actually self-correct that a little bit. So the ball's going so straight. The ball will be hooking into the left trees and it won't actually go back the other way, but it will stop curving now, and start going straight. I know what the guys are like when That's it comes to awesome. when you redesign a ball and make it do certain things as you've just described. The top end players, I'm going to include you in that, Jeff, you're happy about that. You'll start to think, how can I use that to my advantage? Because if it's a self-correcting ball, I know I can do something with that for my advantage. Have the guys worked that out yet? Definitely. I mean, well, he's trying to be like Bendit, like Beckham. Yeah. You know, he's got, no, no, right. he's got a little exactly. like, no, we, soccer you, background. Yeah, in yeah. Man know, right here. You, I know that's the way you'd be thinking for sure. I mean, it's a for those of us who grew up with the older stuff. Yeah. Said, the evolution of golf equipment was pretty linear, if you like. Yeah, until the, in my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> this, gray, this gray hair measures all that. Yeah, for um, sure. Back in my day, the the evolution of golf equipment was a fairly linear improvement mm. until mid-80s and a guy called Carsten Solheim who started the Ping Company. Yes. yes. Who actually, I think, was a rocket scientist of some Oh, measure. okay. Yeah. He completely changed the game. He showed us the technology. He moved the weight outside on irons and he was more of a golf club guy, but he took a massive step forward. And since then, it's been changing. So those of us who grew up with a ball that continue to curve, mm -hmm. we're still kind of retraining our instincts to trust that it won't curve as much as it used to. Intuitive. And yeah. so then you would adjust your shot accordingly, right? Or leave your shot the same accordingly, depending upon what you know the ball will do. Well, you just hopefully you gradually adjust to how far your new ball is going, how much uh -huh. the wind, because the crosswind yes. is quite important for us. And uh -huh. the modern ball gets hit a lot less by a crosswind, gotcha. which I assume is a I mean, influence less. Influence, yeah, yes. Yeah. To use the right terminology, there you, go. you hit um, the ball; it influences it. Yeah, it influences yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. so talk, it does a lot less than it used to. Okay, you talk about club development, and we did a show recently, Chuck and I, with tennis rackets, and yeah. again, and they made. Uh, I think it was Prince came out with the back in the eighties again, the larger head, which made it a larger sweet spot. Right. Are they able to do that on a golf club to get a larger sweet spot? Because you talked about it just before about you got to find it on the sweet spot all the time to get a strike that you want. Yeah, they have. I mean, I guess traditionally golf clubs were just really simple, small. Yeah. Um, and before they really did any of that, this kind of launch, this, this kind of high speed camera scientific research of impact and kind of what 
happens at impact with the ball and mm. um they were really small and you had a you had a sweet spot maybe the size of a nickel maybe mm-hmm. where the it would go optimally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And optimally, you, is that all right? Uh, optimally, optimally, yeah. But is it an Aussie know. nickel or an American nickel? <laughs> we have a five-cent piece. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But would you know, because when, when we talk to baseball players and we talk to the tennis players, they say the same thing. You know the second you've hit it through the vibration or lack of and by your ear. Do you have oh, yeah, the same feeling? Both, yeah. yeah. You can tell instantly if you've got it right or wrong. I mean, it's the same with a lot of stuff, right? But uh, we get pretty tuned to that. I, so. there's, a, there's a friend of mine, a trainer actually, who plays baseball. And he said, when you hit the ball in the right spot and the right thing, there is no vibration mm. and the ball goes 400 feet. And he says, and he paused, he said, it, it's better than sex. But <laughs> 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 you know you've got that. What is it? Yeah, uh, JP Aaron Sibia, who was a baseball hitter and he's a catcher for the Blue Jays. Yes. He said, oh, no, it was Jeff Blum from the Houston Astros. He said it was like a handful of bees. If he hit, if you hit, hit the wrong ball, way, if you hit it wrong, it was like, like a holding a hornet's nest. Yeah, shoots up your arms, everything. Why don't we get into like uh, shot tracking? Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. wait, wait, but just before you do that, go ahead. Yes, before you do that, this idea that the ball cannot curve in the way you thought it would. I, I'm, a, I'm just imagining a future where. It's nothing but a game of trick shots, like in billiards. <laughs> if, nice. if you keep going with the ball, the ball might, you know, just yeah. Oh, the trees over here. Let me just curve it around the tree. But <laughs> you know, do a put some English on it to the left and do a three so cushion we get back shot. So many things. If you're putting English on it, it doesn't sound like I'm doing the right thing. That just means curve. <laughs> they say it's that to me. And I'm like, what's that about? So the, <laughs> I know you guys are uh, tracking uh, shots uh, using several different technologies, but Doppler mm-hmm. is one of them. What are they doing with Doppler in the in the P, in the PGA? Uh, well, when we first started, when they started really chasing the R and D in the golf club and the golf ball, they started working out they needed to take all the data from impact, from the speed of the club, where it hits the whole thing. So they yeah. started taking photos of impact. And then they thought, well, it'd be much better if we actually, after the photo, knew what the ball did in relation to what happened to the ball with that photo. So they yeah. they created a little thing, a Doppler radar at the back of the ball um, that you put kind of behind where you're hitting shots. And you just hit shots and it measures club speed, club path, ball speed, ball flight. It follows the whole flight of the ball until it finishes. It started with 3D analytics uh-huh. with, the whole, with the swing and then the, the speed of impact. Mm-hmm. So as you teach a, a golfer not just to swing, but to swing, but to get maximum speed at the point of impact, not halfway through. And this, these uh, Doppler kind of ball trackers help you do that naturally because you, you put your iPad or your phone with the app open kind of down right in front of your mm-hmm. pile of balls or next to your bag and every shot you hit, it's instant feedback. It's wow. spin rate, how far it went, where it went. Spin rate. Um, spin rate of the spin ball. Spin rate of the ball. Oh. Uh, Holy crap. Both backspin and any sort of And you'll no, need to know that. Wait, wait, so that, so that means it is measuring not only in the center part of the ball, which will give you the ball speed, but other the above the halfway point and below the halfway point so you get a rotation rate. So this is a very precise Doppler measurement. I, I, from what I understand, it's very precise. I mean, you would understand well, how they get to where they get. Yeah, the point is, if the ball is spinning, right. then the po- the part that's spinning across your view, which is the nearest part of the ball to you, is neither coming towards you nor away from you. Because it used to be coming towards you, now it's going away from you. So in that moment, it's doing neither. Right. It, you have to measure it there 
to get the actual pure speed of the ball. Yeah. Otherwise, if you measure it, the speed of the ball in either other spot, you're going to have less or more because the ball is spinning. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So, but now, now you now you want to do that on purpose to get the actual spin rate of the ball. So this is this is more than what I was even imagining that you guys are up to. Well, they use I know they use lasers. So what is the difference, Neil, you, between like uh, tracking something with lasers and what is regular Doppler? <laughs> okay. Well, he can answer the Doppler, but the Doppler is a radar that follows the ball. Right. It tracks right. exactly what the ball does and does that. The lasers that we use on tour, uh, they kind of have three of them. They create all these triangles so they can get the data from where our balls go after every shot. Okay. So we finish our round, we see that we hit it 275 yards on the first and then hit it to 20 feet with a five iron and then we hold a 20-foot putt and then we went to the next. Yeah. And you compile data like this. Every round we play on tour is measured. Every single shot we hit, where it went on the course, how far it went, how far it was from our target, the whole thing. And we get years' worth of data because Science. of the laser measurements. Yeah. <laughs> He's pushing hard. all these buttons now. Yeah, <laughs> That's a happy no, face. You'd have a very happy face, by the way. Science! All right, so before we take a break, maybe we, you can break down just Doppler. Period. Oh, yeah, we can. We yeah. spent a minute on can that. Can you take yeah. a minute? People know the word, but yeah. I don't think they always they exactly. always feel it. And really, yeah. it's just like, you know, you hear a Doppler and you're like, there must be a hurricane or a storm coming. Yeah, yeah, something's you in know, motion. Something's <laughs> in motion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what is all Doppler? Right. There's a, there was a, a, a German fellow named Christian Doppler mm -hmm. who suspected that sound changed depending on whether an object was moving towards you or away from you. Okay. And he did experiments with, with, with trains. This yes. is in the 19th century. And a train whistle comes towards you. He noticed that the pitch was higher than that very same train whistle as it receded from you. So, so in the modern version of that, we think of cars. Right. If, you, if you're standing adjacent to a freeway mm -hmm. and a car's coming towards you, it goes, no. And in New York, you hear, F you, <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> no, there's no Doppler at all because nobody's moving in any driving. Yeah, exactly. Or in L.A. on the 405, no, leave the Doppler <laughs> leave at home. The Doppler Nobody's home. moving. <laughs> right. so, so we know about this frequency change. And so it turns out it is an exact relationship between how much the frequency changes and the speed of the thing coming towards you or moving away. Ah. It's an exact it's a clean, it's a, it's clean, a clean algebra ratio. 101 formula. Clean ratio. Right, right. So if it's going twice as fast, it has twice the pitch coming towards you, the frequency of the pitch. Right. So, so wow. now, you, now once you have something that can reflect that signal back to you, you have to choose the kind of light that would do that. Mm -hmm. Not all things will reflect a signal back to you in that way. Fine. So, by the way, it works with any wave. So it'll work with... So the sound waves on the train, and it right. works with the light waves, and in this case, it would be microwaves, or if you had some other kind of laser, right. um, optical laser, it would work for any kind any of, kind of wave. Right. light travels in waves. Right. Yes. But you need them to know the speed of that wave in order to do this calculation, and in our case, it's the speed of light in air, which is slightly less than the speed, the speed of, light of light in a vacuum. In a vacuum. Right. But it's a simple formula. You now now you got machines. Sounds simple. It, you plug it into the, the coding <laughs> of the machine, and now he can sit there and not have to even know what the formula looks like, and his iPad is telling him as he stands there on the, on the green. Damn. That okay, is. that was your Doppler Minute, brought to you by <laughs> Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. And um, you may have had a bit of a bonus on that minute, but there you go. Uh, we'll take a break. Okay. Jeff Ogilvy. Pleasure. Uh, hey, Absolute pleasure. Thanks and we so wish you the very best of luck. I hope we can get you back, man. You yeah. are really cool to talk to. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, a quick thing. The, the, the putting green, that's actually real grass. Real grass. Because I've never seen grass that looks like putting green grass. Oh, yeah. You, so you, you guys must, like, genetically engineer that stuff. Uh, you well, know what? believe it or not, we do. I think maybe we should come back and talk about Absolutely. grass You're a different on. time. Absolutely on. We'll nice. get a greenskeeper in. We're going to take that break. The good doctor will be with us, and Chuck will have thoughts on balls when we get back. You know it.
Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Welcome back to Playing With Science. This, of course, is our look at golf. We've had to lose the services of Jess Ogilvie. Apparently, he's got to practice <laughs> um, going to be well yeah, number apparently. four and he's have got, to yeah, practice yeah, you've already nailed it dude <laughs> anyway right the good doctor Neil deGrasse Tyson is still with us so I, you know I've never actually played golf so so I'm, I'm happy to help out where the physics applies but okay. you, you can't come to me for expertise here uh, in the golf so here's here's how much I don't play golf you ready mm-hmm. people ask me uh, am I an atheist and I said, no, I'm really, so if you look at it, I'm closer to an agnostic, but I don't even like the word atheist because it's a word that describes what you're not. And why should there be a word to describe what you're not? Hmm. And my example there has been, there's no word for me as someone who does not play golf. Right. Are there words for non-golfers? Yeah, it's called black. <laughs> 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 Plus, Tiger didn't say he was black. That's he was some true. other He's thing. Cobbler, cobbler, whatever. whatever right, 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 right. Thai, whatever. <laughs> it's a Thai cocktail is what that exactly. was. Exactly. So, so golf was always my go-to reference for the statement that there are no words that so, says yeah. you're, you don't play golf. That's so. That's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the. Yes, yeah, so uh, I don't want words describing what I don't do. Right. Give me words that describe, describe what, what I am, what I do, and what I do. Yeah. So let's get to one of your tweets um, about golf. About golf. I don't remember tweeting about golf. Well, how, how deep? How deep are you digging here in the in the Twitter archives? Well, let's, ju- let's just say we've been down the mine, and we've come up with <laughs> golfers. Wait, wait. When when was this? That's April 2013. Oh, okay. This is early. Uh, yeah, this is er, okay. Early, April 2013. Early Tyson tweets. <laughs> early Tyson tweets. Yeah. Golfers want silence when hitting stationary balls at their feet. Baseball batters in screaming crowds hit 90 mile an hour fastballs. 
discuss. (laughs) (laughs) That was just an observation. You know, I wasn't. Yeah. uh, But no, obviously the psychology, the, the, the sort of hitting of a ball in the mind and being able to, well, I can't do it because everyone's talking. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's just tradition in the sport. Uh, I don't see any actual reason why a mm. golfer shouldn't be able to concentrate regardless of noise level. If you speak to basketball players in the final seconds who have to hit a free throw and scre- crowds are screaming and the crowd behind the backboard uh-huh. is, is waving things. Waving things that yeah, are right. specifically designed to distract them. If you ask those players, they say, everything gets zoned out right and it's just me the ball and the basket nice. and we have the power to do this it's, it's you know selective attention mm. directing I, is, and i but, use that with my children all <laughs> the time we're very good at that i'm so good at that <laughs> it's it, attenuating force uh, uh things that would otherwise distract your attention yeah right. and so so in golf they have no tradition of doing that right and therefore they have no such ability to pull that off unless we slowly sort of ease so it is, in. Is golf unique in the sense that if it's a if it's a tennis match, you've got an opponent. Uh, if it's a baseball batter, you pitch a hitter. Golfer, it's you, a ball, a stick, a hole. Well, so and there there's other, no one else involved. It's all about you. In so this there aren't other sports like that. Like, yeah. like in, in – uh, it, in the moment, yeah. the, the field events of track and field. It's just really right. just you. Yeah. There's but not someone directly yeah. against track, you. Yeah, absolutely. Singular right. sports, uh, singular performance sports. Right. But track and field, like you said, also screaming, lights of, you know, yeah, cheering on. Right, right. Uh, and uh, the funny thing is that, uh, like in football, playoffs, the coaches actually pipe in crowd noise if you're in the away team so you're practicing at home and they turn the stadium speakers up as loud as they can go to, to distract to them. distract the players during practice in hopes that their mind will uh become acclimated to mm-hmm. the distraction and it will no longer be a distraction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's weird if you're playing and there's nobody there or right. like there's no uh, didn't the nba do some a couple of games Earlier in the year, oh yeah, with, with no with, crowd, with no with no music, no background music. No, no, I thought no, there yeah. was no, there it was, was an a, empty stadium. NFL, they did it. and it was an NFL game because of was it a storm or what was mm. it? I can't remember. No, the NBA played games without any music. Sort of, none of that happened. Okay, for the so entire did, game, yeah. And did and it, it was, have an effect on the players? No, it freaked me out. <laughs> Watching that was weird. He needs the music. That <laughs> is great. But, but, but in tennis, another game where silence, silence is tradition. Right. Mm. You know, is a tradition. We always hear, quiet, please. Quiet, please. Quiet, quiet. please. Mm. And I'm just like, who are you telling me to be quiet? Like, no, not to bother me. And then security gets involved. It's just awful. Yeah, so, so I think it's just tradition, but it's yeah. fun to sort of make fun of that difference. That's all. It was, I was a, it was a playful tweet. No, no, I, I, uh, I get it, but it, it. does. It, what and it and does by the way, of course, the debate. The 90 mile an hour fastball is thrown with the full intent of you not hitting it. Right. Not only in speed, but in movement. Yeah, in movement. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, it is apparently the hardest thing to do in sports yeah yes. in elite sports and yes. now you know i was yeah. thinking about that but that's a quantifiable statement i was yeah. about to say you, you know this two things one you just barked at me uh when you were talking about tennis golf and tennis both country club sports 
Oh. And so, therefore, exclusive quiet, membership exclusive sports. membership sports. And so, it, I'm sure traditionally it was played in pretty much silence. Oh. So when it becomes competitive, they continue that tradition because that's how the game is played. Even though now there's a thousands of even people now there's along, thousands of people as a spectator, uh, 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 as spectators along the green. Yeah, right. you play t- you play in front of grandstands right. mm-hmm. on a golf course on the big majors. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, they've they they're saying. Quiet, please, while selling tickets in the tens of thousands. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's funny. The reason why hitting a baseball we know is the hardest thing to do in sports is because the best hitters successfully put the ball uh, where it's not fielded yeah. only a third of the time. Right. So if I come out with a 0.3 average, I'm a superstar. Right? Correct. You're in. You are in. You are. You are in the Hall of Fame, and people write whole articles about you. I like this. Whereas I don't. There's not clear that there's any other sport mm. where if you had a a, a 67 percent failure rate that you would be considered a success. So now check this out. Now that you say that golf, we say the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball, a 90 mile an hour fastball. But how about a hole in one? So if you're on a par three course, that means that you can get a hole in one. It's that possible. is a possible shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball's so not how, so far away that it's not, so not in your, in, out of reach. Right, which means you can get on the green in one, which means if you place the ball on the green in one properly, you could get a roll to get a hole in one. Uh-huh. So how often does a hole in one happen in golf? And maybe that's the hardest thing to do in It sports. happens, no, it happens a lot more than- Than, than, than a home run? Maybe not a home run, but right. it, it does happen. That. Yeah, but they say the hardest thing to do that, that's in right. sports is to hit a home run. Okay, no, 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 no. The, no, it's the, the fastball. Isn't no, it? no. The hardest thing to do in sports is to pitch a perfect game. So let's just get that straight. Oh, okay. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What fraction of all games are perfect games? Okay. If, if that's what you're talking if, about, that's what I'm that, talking yeah, about. Yeah, that is like a minuscule, near zero fraction. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, so y- you are right. A, a hole in one is rarer for. A golfer than a home run is for, for a, batter, a batter for any kind of slugger. Exactly. Right, right, right. Okay. So I'll give you that. All right. A, yeah. a hole in one is going to be rarer. Well, in if you're golf. giving it, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you advocate noise whilst putting to close out a major? You're in Augusta. You've got you've got a six foot putt. That's you banking seven, possibly eight figures in your bank. And do you, you lot, shut up. I'm at work here. This you know, is no, worth you know a lot of money. I sometimes fantasize, like if I'm trying to solve some grand equation, that there's You like fantasize about equations. This. Oh, you oh, fantasize about and equations. We, we, he's almost there. <laughs> he's up with the commentator. Right? He could go. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got three lines left, we think. Right. And he's there. He's almost there. Da, 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 QED, he's done it. <laughs> and then there's a point. So it's just kind of, <laughs> who was it? There was a classical music um, comedian. Uh, 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 was it Victor Borger? Victor Borger. He's it the could well be, yeah, yeah, the yeah, pianist, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the one who had a concert where there were announcers uh, uh, describing the classical music performance the way sportscasters do. Oh, how so, funny. So they say, and they're like eating during the thing. They say, you know, this tuba player, we, they traded him for the other guy for this. <laughs> and then there's a trumpet that- You know, that, the Philly Pops brought in this oboe player. <laughs> that, that's funny. And one of them, and a trumpet hits a wrong note. Yeah. The, oh, that's his third mess up this year. Ah, we funny. probably won't see him in the next performance. You know, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> that's a brilliant pit. Bri- uh, brilliant pit. That's pretty Completely cool. Brilliant pit. Oh man, we are out of time, guys. We are, oh. but we have learned one thing. Neil fantasizes about equations. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, one of more than one thing I, I fantasize that's, that's, about. That's so, different yeah. to me. But there we I've are. learned something. I want golf to change so that people can actually heckle people while they're putting. That would be 
awesome. <laughs> you suck, McElroy, and your wife is sleeping with your brother. Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I heckle. I, oh, I probably okay. went too far. Okay. May have done. Right. That's it for Playing With Science. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Neil. Neil deGrasse. Tyson, once again, and I'll always, our always happy friend, to help out. Always happy to help Jeff out. Jeff Ogilvy. So that's it. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we look forward to your company soon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.